Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 55 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there today? Uh, kind of a kind of a different episode. Um, we've got some big kind of some big news here um, in terms of the network. Um, kind of also. Uh, talk about a few signings and uh and a topic that came up um in terms of uh uh players and like oh they're goons they were never good and blah blah typical social media stupidity um i wanted to address and uh i have a few examples i'm going to use i'll get into that in in a little bit but uh first of all um the big thing, of course, uh, is uh, obviously today's Wednesday, uh, November 11th, uh, which here in Canada is Remembrance Day, um, and down in the United States, of course, uh, Veterans Day. And um, yeah, I just like to, of course, and I think we obviously we all are and we all should um, take a moment to uh, remember those that uh, served our country, continue to serve our country. Um, of course. Uh, with Remembrance Day, uh, it was uh, to mark the end of the First World War in uh, 1918 and uh, at 11 a.m. So they always have a moment of silence on the 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month. And um, here in Canada, um, you know, we pause for the silence to honor and, uh, you know, the men and women who serve to continue, like I said, to continue to serve Canada. Um, just looking at some of the numbers, 2.3 million Canadians have served throughout the nation's history and, uh, more than 118,000 have, uh, made the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and if anybody, um, from outside of Canada is wondering what the poppy, uh, the poppy is a symbol of Remembrance Day and, um, the, uh, everybody is, uh, asked if they could please wear one in November. Um, and the replica poppies are actually sold by the Royal Canadian Legion, uh, and it provides assistance. The, um, proceeds provide assistance to, uh, veterans. So, um, and, uh, yeah. So I hope everybody out there is, uh, can, will, will, rem- uh, you know, serve for a moment of silence, um, for the, for the veterans and for those who, uh, like I said, served and continue to serve. Um, yeah, but, um, obviously I would be, uh, that is obviously the most important thing today. Um, on Remembrance Day, of course. Um, yes. So to everybody who's listening, if you are, uh, currently, uh, in the armed forces or a veteran, uh, thank you very much for your service. And, uh, Yes, and that goes to, uh, you know, everybody out there listening, not just Canadians, but North Americans and worldwide, um, as, of course, this uh, is on the Internet and worldwide, so uh, it's so crazy to think that 
goes around the world. But uh, yes, thank you all. And uh, please, uh, I hope everybody, well, by the time, well, you might be listening to this in the morning, so I hope everybody takes that moment of silence and uh, reflects on those, on the things you have in your life and the sacrifices that those individuals made. But now to get on, to get to the program here, um, crazy time here in uh, Saskatchewan we got hit with record snowfall to start the winter um, and I'd literally been spending, spent the last two days shoveling out our vehicles and uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty brutal and uh, the yesterday the road, like this, basically the city was shut down, the roads were shut down, the buses were shut down, it was funny, we are supposed to have a, the mayor uh, the, ele- the election for the bear was yesterday, but they even canceled that until Friday. Um, yeah, uh, like on my deck, it was it was up to your waist. On you know, it was just crazy, and uh, oh, it just makes me hate winter that much more. I am not a. At this point in my life, I am not a snow person anymore, and uh, I like I always say, I would be. Um, I have no issue ne- never seeing snow again and uh hey quiet in the other room there but uh, uh yeah so uh you know and that's the thing with that much snow um the uh, internet has been spotty and uh yeah and i didn't want to get somebody on the line and do an interview and then have it cut out and lose it and and all that sort of thing so um i'm just kind of doing this quickly on audacity and uh you know, well, I mean, it's just me. So if this, you know, obviously goes down or whatever, I can redo it. But uh, I didn't want to take a, a, a person's time up and uh, and then not have it record. So um, yes, don't worry. I have not gone to completely forgotten player interviews. Um, I just uh, the last couple of days have always been a little bit extenuating, extenuating circumstances, and uh, but. Here I am. I will, I always said I will deliver a show on Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, this is episode fifty-five. And uh, if you you know if you're new to the show, I um, I you know please go back and check out the other fifty-four episodes. Um, have done lots of great player interviews. I think um, John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, um, Roman Volpat, Clark Wilm, on and on, and uh, had you know lots of fun guests on and. Uh, you know, this just this last episode that I did on Sunday. Um, we talked about a few things. Uh, you know, George Rock wanted to fight Tyson, and and uh, but I also had uh, Josh Mazer on, and uh, it was actually an older episode that I had done, but it was a sound bite or sound clip. It wouldn't be a bite because it was more than that. It was like twenty minutes. But basically, I talked to Josh about his uh, five toughest opponents, and uh, you know, Josh fought everybody from McIntyre to Parker to you know whatever Toporowski to VL and you know and uh yeah so and he's always and Josh always a great guest so uh please go back check out like I said that was the Sunday's episode so um this Sunday I'm not quite sure what's happening um like I said uh kind of goofy times around here (laughs) I said I had to use two vacation days here um you know not exactly the vacations that I really wanted to be spent uh, shoveling out cars and hoping you don't get stuck on your on the way to subway and that type of thing so it's always funny when you when you don't really need anything but you know you can't go out anywhere is is like when you actually get start getting anxiety that you really want to go out like i didn't need anything but it's like oh i really want to go to 7-eleven what do i need at 7-eleven 
but it's just like the fact that I can't get there is probably driving me, you know, it was, it's just kind of weird. But, um, um, the other, <laughs> well, by the time we shoveled everything out and the, and the road had kind of been cleared here today, it was like, okay, well, let's go, I'll go grab some subs. So do you ever get this when you're at subway you always get the clown in front of you that has to have like the exotic sub order like he just he just thinks he's really on to something i'm like i don't know and of course it's always like it's some goof he's on his phone of course it's whoever couldn't come so of course they're they're telling him what they want and it's just like really like you just couldn't write it down you know there's about seven of us in line and this goof is I want orange cheese and the white cheese, uh, onions on half, uh, green peppers on all of it, uh, pineapple on three quarters of it. And, and he's looking at us like, oh, you see like the invention I'm making here? It's like you're all ramming it in the same friggin' pie hole. Does it really matter? Like, Jesus, you know, it's just like, oh, you goof, you know. I had a guy, I'm not lying, it was a while ago, he ordered a sub, he wanted onions and green pepper on it, but they couldn't touch. I'm like, if I was the dude working, I'd just be like, okay, like, go away. You're done, I'm not serving, you're an idiot. Like, don't, okay, you're going to stick it in your mouth and start chewing. Well, they're going to touch then, you fucking idiot, you know. No, but here are seven people in line, and he's standing there, and then he's looking over at us, and then, and then he's on the phone. Okay, what was that? All, okay, no olives, or what, what's that? Pineapple you want? Okay, no, they don't want pineapple either. They want pickles instead. Oh, and can I get mustard and honey mustard, pepper, and no salt? Oh, do you want salt too? It's like, oh, really? Like, just, you know, no, the world revolves around you, buddy. No, the other seven of us just don't matter. It's like, oh, God. Like the one time I was going in there and this kind of, uh, she's in her late 40s, this lady, and we both sort of arrived at the front door at the same time. So, of course, I opened the door for her. Oh, thanks. So she goes in. Her and I are the only ones in the store. You know, she, the lady asks her what she wants. She then proceeds to order like seven subs. I just wanted one. I was just like, really? Like, you just couldn't, you couldn't maybe ask me, hey, how many are you getting? And let me go ahead. Like, finally, the, 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 the girl working, like, clued in and looked at me. She goes, how many subs are you getting? I'm like, just the one. Oh, so that kind of, and the lady's, oh, okay, you can go ahead then. Oh, okay, thanks. You know, it's just like, oh, some people. There, there, there's my rant, my, my rant, my subway rant. Normally the subway over by our house is really good though. The people working are really good. They have like, like five people working all the time. So even no matter how busy it gets, they actually fly you through. They're pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think when I was in Las Vegas, what was the, was it the Earl of Sandwich? I don't know. There was a sub place that we don't have here in Canada or at least in Saskatchewan anyway. Uh, I think it was the Earl of Sandwich. Anyway, it was really good. Somebody told me Firehouse subs are really good, too. I, haven't, I see them all the time when we're down there. I haven't gone yet, though. Um, anyway. Yeah, this is a hockey podcast. <coughs> hey, well, that was yeah, my drink there. But uh, I think my cough has actually finally gone away, folks. Yeah, anybody that's listened to the show in the last, like, month and a half, like I said, I think, yeah, like Jay said, I think I had the black lung or something. But, uh no, I think it's, uh, I've actually finally battled through it, but, um, uh, yeah, some big news actually came out today, um, in terms of, like, the network, um, 
The Hockey Podcast Network has been purchased by Amaze Media Labs. And basically it's... um, that is owned by like kind of it's sort of three veteran sports industry executives and um they bought the network with uh you know the hopes of expanding and uh with some new shows and some high profile uh guests and new sponsors and uh so um you know congratulations to dylan uh, dylan and isha and the boys um i know they've worked really hard and uh you know i always bust their balls and you know we have we joke and stuff on social media and everything but uh no i've i'm very happy for those guys i know they work they they do they work really hard and like i said they've had uh, i don't even know what 32 nhl teams myself and terry ryan and you know i'm sure there's 40 some podcasts that they have to you know work every week and uh you know babysit and i'm sure each each uh podcast host has their set set of uh gripes and bitches and wants and needs and everything else i try to keep it simple for them and you know i edit well i don't even really edit my stuff but if i have to edit i do it myself and then you know do my little hack photoshop job on the on the cover art and each week and and send it in and uh you know i just sort of you know just ask them to upload it that's about it i'd like to think i'm pretty easy to deal with um I'm not saying others aren't. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to only go by what what I'm doing. But um, uh, nonetheless, I mean, you still have to upload it and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, those guys are busy. And, I mean, they have obviously, like, you know, I don't want to re- uh, air quotes, real jobs too. So, I mean, um, you know, hopefully, like I said, this this works out for everybody. And they can uh, make some big, some big cash and move on to the move up in the world and uh like i was telling them i said uh, hopefully when they're when they're cutting big deals in toronto at the big conference table on the top floor in the office downtown uh they they remember us little peons out here in saskatchewan that uh and our little mud shows and you know you can maybe like i said you know we can get a few we can get the change at the end of the dollar maybe <laughs> but uh no congratulations to those guys and and it's a fun fun network to be a part of and uh you know it'll be interesting to see what uh what goes forward here and uh you know what the what these guys have in mind in terms of uh uh the network and and what they want to do and what their vision is um you know hopefully i'm a part of it and uh you know we'll see i mean i'm I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, whatever this is. I don't know. I always call it the Outlaw Mud Show. I don't know. I'll continue to, you know, talk, you know, talk to fight fans and players and ramble on about the the days of yore. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, I've been told everything's cool, and uh, they're, you know, and the, my numbers are strong. And I want to thank you guys out there for listening. I know I always joke about um, the listeners and stuff, and uh, we have laughs about it. But uh, no, in all seriousness, though, I mean, for everybody that's tuned in and uh, you know sends uh, you know the messages and everything, uh, it's definitely appreciated. And uh, thank you guys for hanging in there. And uh, I know it's up and down, and you know some episodes are better than others, but. Uh, um, you know, I'd like to think it's at least entertaining and, uh, you know, each week and, uh, just so you guys know, there's, I put the work in and, and I do, um, research and, uh, yeah, I don't mail it in. So, um, you know, even on the solo episodes and I'm ranting, it's like, I do, I do put some thought into what I'm going to talk about. I mean, I might act like I don't, but, uh, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to, th- like I said, I'd like to think I, uh, you know, at least provide some uh, level of uh, knowledge anyway, whatever that means. But, uh, 
yeah and i just you know but thank you everybody for listening and uh and yeah like i said if you're on uh social media get a hold of me on twitter fourth line voice on twitter my dms are open as the kids say um yeah just drop me a line and uh let me know what you want to hear or if you want who you want to hear on here and uh like i said it's your guys show so uh yeah whatever topic um you want to talk about um or if you have an interesting story let me know maybe we'll get you on the show you can tell it i mean uh, it's cool with me like i said every fight fan's got a kind of story so um absolutely for sure if you know a player that you think i should interview yeah drop let me know um and if you're not on twitter um i always just give my old hotmail address yes i still have a hot well i have a number of email addresses but i like to use the old hotmail address i've had it since the days of when i first got on the internet it's literally hockey fights hockey all one word hockey fights at hotmail.com yeah i mean how do you hey come on that's a pretty sweet address so why not just uh yeah get a hold of me on there then if you're not on twitter and uh like i said send me an email um and, and again let me know what you guys want to talk about and and uh like i said it's your guys' show so uh for sure drop me a line also um if you're on uh you like want to go down the uh, rabbit hole of fights uh youtube fourth line voice on youtube i have over 2200 fights on there check it out they're all uh sorted whatever league you're looking for from junior to pro uh, you know all the junior leagues represented some junior a leagues j hell junior b leagues represented got some slave lake wolves video on there um but uh and of course nhl and ahl and ihl and mousc and all that stuff uh just type in whoever you're looking for and uh like i said something will come up uh like i said past guests josh mazer terry ryan um yeah got lots of their fights on there and uh actually if you have speaking of terry ryan of course he's a proud member of the hockey podcast network here i don't know how many shows he's been putting out lately because of course he's doing his big book tour right now um of course his second book that he just released uh fights film and folklore um i just think we're waiting for my copy to arrive but uh yeah i mean if, like i always said if it's half as good as his first book tales of first round nothing i mean it'll be outstanding because honestly terry's first book is one of my favorite hockey books i've ever read and uh i highly recommend to get pick that up as well if you if you've never read it um but yeah looking forward to reading terry's second book i know it was last summer he had sent me a few of the pages he was working on and it was it was it was about the fighting obviously it was like a really cool he's breaking down each fight and blah 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 but it it was it was cool so i I really look forward to to reading the uh, finished product um but of course if you're reading that book and he's talking about certain fights hey like i said check my youtube channel because uh those fights are probably on my channel that he's talking about so you'll get the visual experience as well as uh you know the text version of it but uh yeah really looking forward to reading terry's book and uh and like i said with the network all the nhl teams are representatives represented so whatever team you are a fan of check it out um and there is a show for you um yeah and like i always say my kind of my off i already talk about my folks off the network of course you have joe over at the coliseum chronicles who does the islanders podcast um yeah and joe's had great guests mick fakota dean ewan jason strudwick aaron asham and uh and he's doing seasons episodes where he breaks down a season of a guy's career and uh, like from matt martin to brett lindros to uh um eric karens so i mean joe's been doing some uh joe always brings great stuff and he's well researched he's knowledgeable he knows all the guys and uh yeah and i i always enjoy listening to uh to joe's episodes and uh of course alec over at the five for fighting podcast um who is 
um, just kind of recovering from uh, unfortunately he caught COVID and uh, but I've been talking to him for the last couple of days and he's battling through it and he should be just about healed up here but uh, yeah so it was good to hear that he uh, you know that he healed up from it and uh, and he will he's on a bit of a they're moving and he had a wedding and blah and of course all this came up so um, it's been a little while since he's putting out an episode but I know he is trying to do one uh, shortly here and uh, but again go back in his back catalog tremendous guests that he's had um, <clears throat> from Mike Segroy to Ken Tasker um, you know, Frank Bialois you know on and on and um, yeah and, and again Alec uh, you know cares about the interviews puts in the time and uh, yeah lots of fun to listen to and then um, of course uh, a couple current hockey shows I know I'm, I'm promoting current hockey it's hard to believe but uh course dan paul and kelly over at the obey the puck show they've always been great to me and uh uh he i always blame if you want to blame my podcasting career blame dan that was the first show i was ever on was a dance he had me on as a guest been downhill ever since the hockey podcasting world's been downhill ever since so we'll all blame dan boo that man but no they're good people and uh and of course uh, fred and dave over at the slew Slewfoot hockey show those guys always make me laugh so like i said I'm, I'm certainly not a fan of today's hockey and uh but i do listen to their shows because like i always say i enjoy those people but uh i know uh you know with the the sale here and the purchase of, of by the new media group uh you know with the new sponsors coming aboard and everything else um i know one of our old sponsors um <clears throat> that I'll promote that um, that I think a lot of people out there listening, um, especially on my my Twitter followers, um, I hate using that word followers, but you know that's that's what they're called. So um, I know you guys are big Jersey fans, and so this this sponsorship really kind of caught my eye. I thought it was really cool, and I wanted to kind of bring it to you guys. So hopefully you're using it, especially now with uh, you know it's crazy to say, but with Christmas around the corner, um, you know, and nobody wants to be the guy that bought somebody the knockoff jersey. So um, no, it's pretty cool. It's CoolHockey.com. They've been around since 1999. They're NHLPA endorsed. They're out of Toronto, and they use the authentic jerseys, hand knitted numbers, uh, and name bars. Whoever you want, whatever you want to do, custom jersey. Um, it's the same jerseys that are at, at Jersey City lids, um, you know, and they're like 300 and some dollars. And, and you're at the mercy of whoever's on the rack there and what sizes they have at the store and you know and um you know if you want to get a blackhawks griswold jersey at you know 3xl jersey city ain't gonna have it so um but cool hockey will and like i said you can customize it um you can talk to joe over at the like i said at the coliseum chronicles big islander guy he has he has literally like a like a dry cleaning carousel of jerseys with all different names on them. Every week I'm telling you guys about them. Um, but I know this week, um, I haven't I haven't talked to Joe about what he's picking up. I know last week was that Millbury one. So this week, though, I had talked to Alec. And, of course, Alec's out in Florida. And um, and he I know he was really excited about uh, the Florida Panthers just announced that uh, they had signed Alf Samuelson as an assistant coach. So I know uh, Alec will want to pick up a Florida Panthers jersey, and I think he's just going to put number five Samuelson on it. So, yeah, but it's going to be hand-sewn, fight strap, the whole nine yards. So, um, you know. Like I said, Joe and Alec and these guys, they're they're like those you don't have to do it, but I mean they're big B side deep cut guys. But I mean if you wanna get uh 
you know, the Stamkos jersey or the Crosby or whatever. I mean, absolutely. And uh, cool hockey's got, you know, the home away stadium, their jerseys, reverse jerseys. I don't know all the different jerseys they have, but I mean... Um, I know the example I always use, uh, Calgary Flames, third jersey, McGratton, 16, hand-sewn, fight strap, like I said, the exact one, the big urn, war on the ice, 185.99, includes shipping, out of Toronto, I mean, that's Canadian too, so I mean, how can't beat that with a stick, that's like half the price, and as long as you use the promo code THPN at checkout, the Hockey Podcast Network, THPN, like I said, 30% off, free shipping, can't beat it with a stick. So there you go. What more can one man do for you? But check it out. And uh, no, I'm gonna get. I gotta. I'll send uh, Joe a private message here this week. I mean, I, I think payday was coming up, and uh, you know, Joe always likes to. You know, part of his check he sets aside for CoolHockey.com. So I'm gonna ask him on. So on Sunday, I'll let you know what he picked up. But uh, yeah, but it, it, but if you're in the New York area and you're cruising around Long Island, check it out. If you see a dude with like a Kavash jersey or Janssen or something or the Mil- the new Milbury one, that's Joe. Uh, go up to him, see what's happening. But uh, yeah, guys. Other than that, um, a couple of the signings here. I know it's I'm, like I always say with current hockey. I'm not a big current hockey guy, but I uh, I do pay attention to when the tougher guys get signed because those are sadly few and far between these days. But uh, no, Curtis Gabriel um, was signed to a one year deal by the San Jose Sharks, so that was cool. Um, like I said, kind of a new age tough guy. Um, it was he was brought to my attention by the the biscuit William over at the biscuit. He uh, he had Gabriel on a couple times. Um, yeah, William over at the biscuit. There's another part. Check those interviews out. They were really good, and I really enjoyed uh, listening to Curtis. And I liked his his um, his style and uh, and his thought process. And you know, kind of a real old school guy. And uh, so I went back and, and watched some of his fights on YouTube. And yeah, a guy can chuck and uh, OHL guy. And uh, yeah, so it's cool to see him sign with San Jose. <clears throat> and another signing, of course, was from the infamous Gallant clan, uh, Alex Gallant, um, who I am a big fan of, him and as well as his brother Brett. Um, he signed his AHL deal, re-signing with the Stockton Heat um, of the American Hockey League, so that was cool. So congratulations, Alex. <coughs> and uh, I'm not sure what Brett's doing yet. Hopefully, I'm not sure what his contract status is. He might still have his American League deal. I'm not sure. <laughs> At the same time, um, you know, uh, I know he, he's Alec or Brett is on over uh, 32 now, 33. So I don't know. He might have uh, might be calling it quits. I'm not quite sure, but um, I mean, and that's certainly maybe just an age thing, and he wants to get on with things. It's certainly no reflection of his uh, of his. Uh, his pugilistic ability because I watched his fights last year and he shows no signs of age. We'll put it that way. Because he was putting the boots to dudes still. So, yeah. But nonetheless, it was cool to see Alex sign. Um, okay, guys. Um, t- kind of today's main topic that I wanted to talk about. Um, I was we were just on on Twitter and then it came up on the Facebook Alex's Facebook group. It's called the Enforcer Appreciation Page. It's got like thirteen thousand members. It's ridiculous and and uh, well, it's, <laughs> some of the members are ridiculous, but um, and you see him talking all the time and uh, some interesting topics come up. Some you know it's social media, so there's some idiotic topics as well. But um, and I've noticed even throughout Twitter, and this comes up all the time, it has for years, um, and, I, and I think people forget how good 
um, tough guys are in terms of players because they see them at the NHL level and, you know, where they get a couple goals a year and it's all oh, the, the dummies, they're no good. And uh, completely forgetting of the role that they play um, at this point, the limited ice time that they get, um, you know, no special teams time. So they're really sort of handcuffed in terms of points. Um, you know, and of course, um, I think a lot of um, not ignorant fans, but I think a lot of people just get hung up on statistics and uh, and they just look at the at the points and they just, you know, oh, he sucks. Well, you know, hockey's more than statistics, but I, I sort of wanted to, and I think they don't look into it any deeper than that. They just sort of look on the surface. And I think they forget how good, if you want to just go by, if you want to do the stats thing, um, I think they forget, uh, or they just don't know. I think that's probably more of what it is. They don't know how good these guys were, you know, whatever, quotes, back in the day or in junior, and the minors and that type of thing. And, of course, when you get to the NHL, 18 guys, everyone has a role. And, um, you know, and, uh, and like I said, these um I mean, even back in the 80s and 70s, 80s and 90s, I mean, those guys got fourth line minutes, so to speak. I mean, I don't, it's not as, I think back then, obviously, they played more than they do now. Now it's become so specialized and, and that, and, you know, it'd be interesting. I think probably a lot more penalties get called now. So I think there's a lot more special teams now. Um, but it's just a different game completely. But I, and I think it's, um, you know, their minutes have gone down. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to, I'm just going to throw some names out and, and just kind of illustrate, because I think, like I said, I don't think people look into it enough. Um, you know, and just kind of start with a guy like Craig Berube. Um, you know, you go back and you look at his final two years in junior um, with uh, New West, and then, of course, Kamloops and Medicine Hat. Um, you know, in his second year, he had 25 goals, and then his third year, he had 31 goals. You know, um, um, a guy like Scott Parker, there's another one in his final year of junior, um, 71 games, 30 goals, like 243 minutes. Then his first year in the American Hockey League, he has 12 goal. He had a 12 goal season, um, you know. And again, no pow- no special teams, no. Or he might have been on the second power play unit, maybe. But uh, you know, again, but I think people look at the Colorado Parker, and it's just oh, big dummy, and you know, whatever. Another guy, a perfect example, I actually had this debate with a Canucks fan um, because they just look at the draft and Sean Antosky, 18th overall pick, and they're just like, oh, what a waste of a pick on a goon and everything else. Well, first of all, in the 80s and, well, especially in the early 90s, mid-90s, every team was looking for Probert. They wanted the big dude that could, you know, be the heavyweight fighter and score you 20 goals. Every team wanted that. So if anybody showed any glimpses of that, they were they were going for it. And Sean Antosky is a perfect example. 18th overall, but in his final year of junior, 59 games, 25 goals, 201 minutes and penalties. You know, and then of course he goes and they, they he gets drafted. They put him in the IHL again. Two seasons in Milwaukee. Um, you know, first year, 62 games, 17 goals, 330 minutes and penalties. Second year, fifty-two games, seventeen goals, three hundred and forty-six minutes. So it's no, it's no doubt that Vancouver thought they had hit gold. Because I, I don't care who you are, you're putting up those numbers. And again, it, that's third, fourth line numbers. And so, yeah, 
Alex Stoinoff, there's another classic example, another Canucks pick that, of course, he got traded to, infamously got traded to Pittsburgh for Mats Naslin, which was a great trade on the Canucks part, without a doubt. And, of course, he'll forever be known as that. And it's, you know, and they, they, um, you know, initially Stoinoff was taken, um, I believe, seventh overall. And, again, big guy, um, was pretty much considered the toughest guy in the OHL, give or take, at the time. Big dude, 6'4". Um, but again, second year junior, 62 games, 25 goals, 179 minutes. Then his last year of junior, 49 games, 36 goals. Then he went and played four games in the American League and scored four goals. So again, 36 goals in 49 games while being one of the toughest guys in the Ontario Hockey League. Well, no wonder, and then he scored four goals in four pro games, in his first four pro games in the American League. So you can see why Vancouver was high on this guy. You know, and then in, Sir, in his first year pro in Syracuse, 73 games, 18 goals, 270 minutes. You just think of those numbers. So, yeah, it's really easy to be, you know, oh, I can't believe they would have, Pittsburgh would have traded for him. Are you? What do you mean you can't? And at the time, that's Nasland or Matt's <laughs> Marcus Nasland wasn't anybody. I mean, he was okay, but I mean, a dime a dozen forward that you know was soft and you know at, at that point I think what had twenty goals. Well, okay, but meanwhile you're getting a, a six foot five monster who's you know putting up twenty goals in three hundred minutes in the American Hockey League and pounding on guys. Um, you know, and then comes up to Vancouver, has some really big fights with the Canucks. Well, again, that's why that trade happened. I mean, uh, again, I, it, you know, everyone looks back now, and of course, it was a, everyone's a genius with hindsight. But I mean, I completely understand why Pittsburgh made the trade at the time because, like I said, they had a, they had a bunch of Naslins already, and if you could trade for the next Probert, of course, you're going to do it. And like I said, you can go on and on with these examples. Like again. Well, another one, it's funny, it's, um, I believe I talked about this on the Morning Skate podcast when I was on there, P.J. Stock. Um, in two seasons in the Quebec Junior League, he played. He was a defenseman, first of all. Um, first se- 55 points, 386 minutes. Then the fu- his final season, 67 games played, 62 points, and 423 minutes in penalties. Again, as a defenseman, P.J. Stock as a defenseman is pretty funny, actually. All five foot eight of them. But yeah, and putting up, you know, 900 minutes of penalties in two Quebec seasons. Um, and he went undrafted, and he went and played uh, university hockey uh, where in Xavier. And uh, again, 27 games played, 31 points. Uh, and then he signed a free agent deal with the Rangers. So and they of course he moved to forward and 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 played that uh, enforcer slash grit role, but uh, you know and he always he can't skate. Oh okay, uh, well a point to, almost a point to game defenseman, uh, and then a point to game player in in university hockey. Yeah, oh I think he could skate. You know I always say when these when they say these guys can't skate, well who are you comparing them to? Like, I always laugh. They always compare him to, like, well, then McDavid. Well, okay. You know, there nobody can skate with McDavid. Like, you never notice when people always make the comparison. They, they always, like, use the most ridiculous comparison with people. Like, they'll compare the fourth-line guy to, like, well, he can't skate, and then they name the first-liner. Well, okay. You know, there's... Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we compare him to the... Why don't you compare him to the other fourth-liners? That would probably be the more fair comparison. And I remember back in Philadelphia, it made me laugh when the 
individual teams do their skills competition. It was a few years back, and the Flyers did theirs. You know who the fastest skater on the Flyers was? Jay Rosehill. Yeah. Oh, but he's just a dummy that can't skate. Uh-huh. You know. Donald, hey, everybody's favorite, Donald Brashear. Hey, 93-94 season, Fredericton in the American Hockey League. 62 games, he had 38 goals, 250 pims. You know, 38 snipes in the American League. I don't care who you're... And you have to be toughest guy on the team. Uh, Darren Kimball in junior. Finally, you're in junior. 67 games, 35 goals, 300 minutes with Prince Albert. He was a man back in PA. I remember him coming here, you know, and fight twist every game and snipe a goal. Kimball was the man. You know, Kelly Chase, final year junior, 21 goals, 343 minutes. Then he went to Peoria, the American, in the IHL. First year pro, 61 games, 20 goals, 406 minutes. Dave DeHampton Schultz, point to game, over a point to game player in junior. His first year pro, 32 goals in 356 minutes. 20 goal season with the Flyers. You know, but it's always, oh, the hammer and the big goons and the Broad Street Bullies. You know, he sniped 21 year too. Tiger Williams, the penalty, perfect example. Hockey's all time penalty minute, NHL penalty minute leader. Three, 3,966 PIMS. And he played 962 games and he had 513 points, which is basically a point every second game while serving what, like a season in the penalty box? Yeah. But, oh, Tiger Williams, big goon. Yeah. Point every second game. Are you kidding? Dude would be worth $10 million a year if he played nowadays. Joey Koser, final year of junior. 69 games, 40 goals. American Hockey League, 47 games, 12 goals. Another 14th overall, Brad May. You know, his second year junior. Played 61 games. Had 91 points. And 223 minutes and penalties. And he won the gold medal with the World Junior Team, Team Canada. Then the following year, 34 games, 69 points. You know, and then 25 points in 14 playoff games. Then his first three years of in the NHL, 11, 13, and 18 goals, along with 722 minutes and penalties. So, yeah, no, he could skate just fine and play just fine. Chris Neal. Three OHL seasons, 190 games, 156 points, 600 minutes of penalties. Turner Stevenson, 12th overall pick, World Junior Team. In the Western Hockey League, 246 career games, 203 points, 846 minutes of penalties. In the American Hockey League, 182 games played, 130 career points, almost 400 minutes of penalties, and a Stanley Cup champion. You know, um, you could, I could do this all night, folks. I mean, I'm sure I'm boring you with these stats. I mean, I was going on about stats before, but I mean, if you want to, this idea that somehow that tough guys are just dummies that don't know what to do with the puck is just idiotic. I mean, like I said, they have a role to do, or they had a role to do in the NHL, and uh, and and they knew what it was, what they needed to do to stick there. But uh, at the same time, believe me, if he came and played on your rec league team, <clears throat> he'd be Bobby Orr. You know, and I always laugh because you talk to some of these rec league guys and, oh, no, there's a guy, on, Dennis on our team could skate better than Colt Orr. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Dennis could. Dennis is also playing against, uh, you know, 
a bunch of other out of shape thirty-year-olds uh, and the, and the goalies and the accountant that forgot his glasses. So let's settle down with Dennis. Could you know could have played in the show if it wasn't for his knee. You know, I really. Actually, another example, and I know he's always, um, you know, he's always knocking his career and everything else, and I had talked about him earlier, of course, a member of the, the network, Terry Ryan, I think people forget, um, <coughs> you know, and I mean, self-deprecating, I mean, I know even his book is called Tales of a First Round Nothing, and, uh, you know, and it's a shame with the injuries, I mean, you get the high ankle sprain and <coughs> and some bad advice from his agent, but, um, um, but Terry was an eighth overall pick, and uh, the amazing thing is, when you go back and you and you and you look at his career, and I mean, I saw him play in the Western Hockey League, so I mean, we were huge Terry Ryan fans growing up, and uh, yeah, um, you just think Junior A hockey in the in the in the Rocky Mountain Junior A League in BC, he played as a fourteen and a fifteen year old, he played two seasons there, fourteen and fifteen. You imagine a fourteen year old playing Junior A hockey now, yeah. But listen to it, seventy eight total games. 123 points, 439 minutes of penalties. And that's as a 14, 15-year-old in junior A hockey. Then he went to the Western Hockey League, played 207 games, had 247 points, 500 minutes. Played in the American League, 184 games played, 107 points, 657 penalty minutes. So Terry Ryan was legit, I can tell you that, and a tremendous player. And um, like I said, it's a shame with the injuries that he had. And uh, and then, of course, Montreal just oh, dicking him around hard. Like, let's be honest, it was brutal. And, uh, you know, I was just looking up uh, Aaron Ashen, another guy. Western Hockey League, 266 games played, 292 points, 602 minutes of penalties. American Hockey League, 139 games played, 89 points, 268 minutes. I can remember when New Jersey signed him, all these people go, oh, we got a dummy, a coon that can't play. Like, are you serious right now? You know? And then the perfect one of them all that everybody laughs at is uh, Bissonette. Um, you know, he's a defenseman, so I mean, he's never a big point guy. But, I mean, played in the top prospects game, was an OHL All-Star, an East Coast League All-Star. Um, you know, when I remember during the lockout, he went over and played in the UK League, had 19 points in 10 games. Of course, everybody goes, oh, I thought Biz was a goon, you know. Well, okay, you know, he can play, you know, and, uh, and I know he likes to, you know, that's the butt of the joke and whatever, and, you know, everyone has some laughs, but, I mean... You know, and anybody that would sit there and yeah, but he's in the oh, he was in the East Coast League. He was an All Star. That was just the East Coast League. Okay, just. What league did you play in, buddy? You know. So I know all these. Uh, you know, I know God of Thunder sixty nine likes to tweet at Biz and call him a donkey and a, and a pigeon and a pylon and you know and and, and lots of people do and. Uh, it, it, like I said, it always amuses me that I think they forget. Well, they have forgotten, or they're just just being ignorant buffoons about how good these guys really are. And trust me, if they came out and skated with, uh, you know, you goofs on the Jiffy Lube Spent Bullets Division D team, um, yeah, they would look like Wayne Gretzky. And uh, let's just remember that next time when you're sitting there on the couch watching them, or you're watching old fight DVDs of these guys fighting, and you're so look at these two dummies punching each other. And if they couldn't punch each other, they're lucky they could never play hockey. And well, yeah, they could play hockey in junior. They just realized that if they were going to make the NHL and uh, and maintain and stay there, um, they had to do something other than 
than score and uh so they they chose a different path but they could always skate and stick handle and they had a clue what the little frozen rubber thing was rolling around out there if it actually ended up on their stick they could do something with it so just stop with the bullshit that these guys were just clueless and um no, I just wanted to... I know I threw a lot of numbers at you, and I know maybe people are listening to it and they glazed over, but I think just the point was made. I know it's the stats, and you know the, what's the old saying, stats are for losers, but it's more just to illustrate that um, you know at the same time that people use the stats to shit on these guys, well, I'll use, them this, I'll use the same reasoning and the same stats to prop these guys up. So, um, again... They're not going to like Joey Colser wasn't going to score forty in the show if they even they gave him first line minutes, um, but at the same time, you know he did score nineteen one year with the Red Wings and uh, you know he could he could put it in, um, but of course when he was put out there usually it was against the other team's tough guys and uh, or something was get, or somebody was needed to be a talk to or straightened out so uh, it was no time for snipes at that point so. Um, no, uh, I, I hope that sort of uh, maybe brought some light on a few guys and, uh, you know, sort of spotlighted how, how good some of these guys really truly are. Um, but, yeah, guys, like I said, it's, uh, I mean, I think I'll wrap it up for tonight. Uh, you know, like I said, it was a, been a crazy couple days here uh, with all the snowfall and, and the goofiness that's been going on. And um, I, have a, I, have a, I might have a few stories for you coming up. I think the neighbors are getting affected. So that'll be that'll be interesting. The crazy neighbors that have been a big, huge pain in the ass, or uh, their time is running out. So we might have those stories to tell. But um, yeah, so we have a few shenanigans I'd imagine happening here this this remainder of this week and end of the weekend. But uh, hopefully, no more snow for a little while. We can get it all cleaned up around here, and uh, city crews can get back out. And uh, I know the graders and everybody get going. And uh, yeah, it's uh, man, when you get that much snow, I'll tell you, and you're and you're socked in. It's um, it's tough, and it's uh, you know, it's, at the same time, it's scary. Like that, uh, you know, especially around here. I mean, we have a lot of older people that live here in the in the condo community, in the gated community here, and you know, um, you know, if something ever happened. It's seriously, you have that much snow in. I mean, it'd take a long time for emergency vehicles to get in, and uh, it's a scary thought. So, yeah, I mean, we're waiting for the Bobcats and stuff to come in, and, of course, I mean, they're, you know, doing Walmarts and 7-Eleven parking lots and everything else, and, uh, you know, I'm sure the condo is the, the last thing on their mind. But, uh, yeah, we had a we had a big, uh, we had the big uh, uh, grader in here the uh, yesterday, the big plow he kind of just had a did a few passes anyway and at least pick some of the snow out so and then uh we had to shovel the rest so yeah it was uh well yeah my shoulders are killing me right now but uh yeah so it's been a it's been an interesting two vacation days well i told my told my boss i said well i said i couldn't have come even i couldn't have come in even if i wanted to the first day because i mean the snow was up to you know halfway up the back back of the car so it's like that ain't happening so i'm pretty sure garbage will uh not a lot of garbage right now so i i think uh they'll be okay but uh yeah so uh anyway we'll go and continue to shovel ourselves out here in saskatchewan i hope everybody else is uh, staying safe out there uh, i know the corona cases have really spiked here lately all over the north america so um 
you know, let's everybody be smart and conscious of everything and uh, wear masks and respect the social distance and respect other people. And, uh, you know, we're doing this. For, you're, you're putting the mask on for someone else, not just for you. And, uh, yeah, and hopefully we can uh, contain this And because uh, I want to go back down to the States and visit you guys. So, you know, straighten that shit up down there. But, uh, yes, we... Uh, so I don't have to take my vacations on snow days in Saskatoon. I'd rather be in Las Vegas. Thank you very much. But uh, anyway, guys, in the meantime, I'll wrap it up, and I will talk to you on Sunday. So, uh, yes, I hope everyone has a good week. And, uh, again, uh, you know, of course, we're listening to this uh, on Wednesday, if you are. Uh, thank a veteran and, um, and uh, take some time out to remember those that uh, sacrificed for our freedoms. Um, with that, you guys have a good day and I will talk to you on Sunday. Thanks guys. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?